Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good Tuesday morning to you. This week, traders are going to be looking with interest at the Fed's FOMC updates. Uh, what can we expect? We'll preview the expectations. Uh, Freddie Lim, Chief Investment Officer, co-founder at Stashaway. We're also going to look at those US stimulus checks and which sectors in the stock market they could benefit. Freddie will also weigh in on whether investors who want to take advantage of a rotation to small cap stocks. Can ETFs help them out in that regard? So a lot happening on the show. But first up, let's say welcome to Freddie Lim. How are you, Freddie? Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. All right. Long time, no chat. How have you been? Um, been uh, I've been good. I've been busy. Um, and uh, it's been interesting in the market. Hasn't it? Asia-Pacific stocks trending higher this morning. Another night of record-setting gains on Wall Street. So, you know, a lot of expectations of uh, the what the FOMC is going to release this week. They are expected to hold interest rates at their near zero lower band. And the rate of asset purchase is steady at about $120 billion per month. And we've seen Jerome Powell's remarks in recent press conferences. There are expectations that he's likely to stick to you know a usual dovish tone is what we're going to hear but there are in there are interests out there in terms of what the fed will be releasing when it comes to their new economic projections right on inflation and growth whether they expect inflation to pick up in the short run uh, their updated inflation forecasts that updated dot plot as well uh, do you think markets have already brought forward their expectations uh, for this meeting what what are you expecting um i hate to be a cute joy here because mm. there's been um, a lot of excitable moves in the markets already in terms of the bond markets. So I think the, 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 the environment is already cautioning the Fed not to create any repose on the market. So I, I think on Wednesday the, in the release, um, it's going to be more like we're going to upgrade forecast for GDP. We're going to upgrade outlook for inflation because of growth. Uh, we're going to upgrade outlook for em- employment, but they're going to also at the same time say it's going to take a long time to get to full recovery, right? So uh, I-, I think uh, they're going to be very careful with giving uh, too much hints to people about when they would raise rates or when they would uh, uh, tighten policy. That's the last thing they want to give away uh, right now. Yeah, traders are going to be on the lookout for more information as to when or how the Fed might respond to those bond deals that we're talking about, any further increases in government bond deals. So do you think the Fed is likely to want to avoid causing yields to move any higher? Yes, um, especially when we have $1.9 trillion of new government bonds, uh, new government stimulus mm. coming in. Somebody has to pay for it. And uh, not just that, there's a trillion dollars of infrastructure spending uh, that the Biden administration is trying to push through. Another one and a half trillion dollars of clean energy reforms. And somebody has to pay for this $4.3 trillion in total. And uh, that's the reason why the long-term bond market is the one that's moving the most, right? Somebody has to pay for it in the next generation. Okay, so do you think that, you know, a 60-40 division of portfolios, which includes uh, bonds, is no longer sort of a rationale or ratio that works well given the current rate environment? 
Well, it depends on what maturity of bonds you hold on the 40% uh, on the bond side. Uh, I think some managers need to rethink the 60-40 in terms of uh, think about it deeper in details. On the 40%, perhaps you want to shorten your maturity because the most volatile uh, and the largest swing is going to be in the long term, the, 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 the most longest dated uh, bonds in the market. So you want to move it to the medium term or even move it short, shorter, right? Okay. What are your expectations uh, on the topic of inflation, Freddie? Well, actually, um, there is some pressure, some increase of inflation expectations. Um, but in terms of inflation, what we're seeing right now is actually due to COVID-19's impact on supply chain mm-hmm. uh, ra- ra- rather than the Fed policy. So, for, for example, metals prices has gone up. So your Rolex is, uh, you know, you realize last year and now, <laughs> the Rolexes, the luxury watches, the prices have gone up. Mm. And and also the OECD agriculture and commodity price index has shown us that there's also some food price increase uh, quite, quite noticeable last year. Um, these are transitory in nature. They will revert when we reopen because of vaccine progress. All right. Now, when we look at macro news, Joe Biden signing that $1.9 trillion corona release, uh, relief package, uh, Washington sending fresh aid, uh, certainly one of the topics that markets have been uh, discussing. So when you look at the stock market, which sectors do you see are likely to benefit from those U.S. stimulus checks? Well, the stimulus is going to focus its energy, is the, the aid on consumers. And so um, a, a business of a retailing nature uh, tends to benefit. Uh, so in particular, I like the sectors uh, for consumer discretionary stocks. Uh, it has the 30, 37% of it is in retailers, uh, 6% of it is in apparel. So consumers will start spending on basic necessities. Some may even return to the malls or do some shopping online. So um, this, this is a good sector to be. Um, and the other thing is the unintended effect of the stimulus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned about the Fed just now, yeah. uh, the, what, what's happening now is the, the, the bond supply long-term is an issue yeah. that the market is trying to digest. So long-term U is rising more than medium and short terms. This is a very good situation for financial stocks. Because banks and institutions borrow short-term and lend long-term. So their net interest margin or profitability margin would actually go up from here. Mm. So consumer discretionaries, financials are on your list. Absolutely. Uh, What do you think of energy? Energy was a surprise. Uh, It's gone up the most, but uh, I have to make the confession that it was a surprise. <laughs> so um, the unless you have a good handle on what OPEC Plus is going to do going forward, uh, it, it is speculated. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So um, those are the clear winners that you see in the event, um, given the trillion-dollar stimulus plan. Are there any sort of insights, other insights into how we should position given this stimulus package? Um, you know, uh, uh, to, to, to be honest, uh, the, the positioning should have been done before it was announced because uh, the, the market has moved forward uh, even ahead of the announcement. Um, I, I would say it's mostly priced into the general indices in the market. 
but because the stimulus does have some longer lasting impact on consumers uh, for, for the next year. So the consumer discretionary we mentioned, the financials we mentioned, those are more persistent movement that we see. Uh, that's why we mentioned it. But as in other sectors, I think it might just be a bit more uh, uncertain because the, the market doesn't move forward quite quickly. All right, we're speaking with Freddie Lim, Chief Investment Officer, co-founder at Stashaway. When it came to small caps, uh, we've seen the Russell 2000 index, Freddie, uh, up nearly 20% since the start of the year. So much better than the Dow, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq, which have had gains, but in the low single digits. So when it comes to small cap stocks offering value, Freddie, can ETF buys help investors who want to take advantage of what they're seeing in the economy in terms of moves to small cap stocks? The short answer is uh, yes, uh, a resounding yes, because um, on my list right here, when I search in Bloomberg, <laughs> for example, there's a huge list of uh, small cap ETFs uh, that's available. Um, and they're all offering very broad-based exposure. Uh, for example, IJR, which is an iShares uh, core S&P small cap ETF, it has 607 names in its basket mm. going across banks, retail, REITs, commercial services, software, and more. So, uh, yes, there's ample choices, and um, uh, it's easy to do today. Okay. And, and what do you say to investors who want to understand, you know, the fees involved if I do buy an ETF and maybe I want to buy the new FOMO ETF. There's a new exchange traded fund, um, you know, that's making the news today that mimics FOMO trades. <laughs> you know, there seems to be an ETF for everything, right? So what, what do traders, uh, what do investors really need to understand before they jump on, say they're looking for an ETF that will capitalize on value and momentum for small caps. Uh, what do they need to keep in mind in terms of risks? Well, I, I think first, um, don't treat your portfolio as a trade. Mm. <laughs> um, make sure when you have an opinion, you've done some research, but it's an allocation from the overall portfolio into it. Right. I, I've done the homework. Maybe I'm going to put 5% in this idea, but it's not 100%. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, chasing one goose after another. You have GameStop <laughs> going berserk, yeah. and then we have Tesla, and then you have Bitcoin. But, you know, you get tired and fatigue or burnout when you just keep chasing the next trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, do think about it as a portfolio, and the trade is one part of it. Uh, I want to say that first because uh, that that's a a concerning development I've been seeing a lot in the markets. Um, but, but in terms of an advice for the, the pros, um, um, I think uh, you've got to relate it to the, the business cycle. We are on a recovering mode. So factors like size um, and, and small, like size are represented by small caps. Um, and and um, I think uh, value stocks, they will tend to outperform a bit more as year to date returns have shown us this thing can have some more legs to go for the rest of the year all right uh, given what we've seen with technology stocks the tech sell-off do you think that etfs that bank on innovation the arc fintech innovation etf for example very popular from kathy wood uh, are those ticking time bombs um i wouldn't go to the extent of saying time bomb but they are certain parts of the the portfolio in the ARC series of funds where uh, the underlying companies they own, you do need to take a long view because they're not listed. They're not public companies. Uh, when things are good, 
you everybody's happy buying it. But you know, when things don't work well, even if you're ETF, but you know, there's no price for the underlying. Uh, the ETF may trade at a discount to the underlying asset value. So that's one of the basic fundamentals that investors should be reminded of when buying an actively managed ETF. They may not have every names in his portfolio publicly listed, um, but it's not a time bomb. I think it's a great uh, fund, uh, but the investors will confront some headwinds in 2021. We've talked about antitrust measure being ramped up on big tech already. It has some spillover effect. Section 230 of the Communications and Decency Act of 1996, if that is revised, it's going to put pressure on big tech firm. Uh, it's harder for them to avoid lawsuits from contents posted by their users on their, their, their social media platforms, right, for example. Uh, the vaccine is going to create sector rotation where, you know, bitten down names are going to start coming alive and tech may relatively underperform in 2021 or even 2022. Um, but, you know, for, for, for us long-term investors, these are opportunities to average into tech, uh, average it over time, over the next two years or something, mm -hmm. to get a, a cheaper entry price for something that still has a long-term story. Great speaking with you, Freddie. Thank you for your insights this morning. Thank you. He's Freddie Lim, Chief Investment Officer, Co-Founder at Stash Shui. Market View Minutes with Michelle Martin on Money FM 89.3. So Ray Dalio is a billionaire hedge fund manager who is considered to be something of a rock star in the investment world. Ray Dalio has long been known for his disdain of holding on to cash. And he's reiterated that sentiment in his latest note to investors, which was published overnight on LinkedIn. I love Dalio, so I, I read everything he puts out. So here are a few of the best quotes and snippets, I think, from Dalio's column. First, it's time to quote, buy stuff. Yeah, those two words, buy stuff. Dalio says, cash is trash. He says, rather than get paid less than inflation, why not instead buy stuff, any stuff, he writes, that will equal inflation or better? Now, for those who can, Dalio says it would be a good time to borrow cash and buy higher returning assets with the debt. Dalio is particularly bearish on bonds. Even though the yields are rising, he thinks the returns are just too low. Next, Dalio expects the U.S. government to raise taxes as it can only issue so much debt. The Biden administration has actually already started talking about doing that to fund its upcoming infrastructure bill. So Dalio warns that the tax changes could be, quote, more shocking than expected. Mm. That's my read of Dalio's note. Next up, on a lighter note, do you ever fear that you are missing out investors? There is an ETF for that. A company is registering an exchange-traded fund that tries to mimic FOMO trades, those based on the fear of missing out. The ETF will track securities that reflect current or emerging trends, and that includes just about everything, apparently. Uh, stocks anywhere in the world... SPACs. Uh, this ETF is also going to cover other ETFs, derivatives, volatility products, and both leverage and inverse ETFs. So if you're looking for, um, you know, a FOMO ETF, then yes, there is one out there. We've received word. Uh, other interesting ETFs, the Van Eck ETF that's registered a social sentiment ETF, which tracks companies that receive the most social media attention. The components of the social sentiment ETF, though, are only updated monthly. 
while the FOMO constituents will change on a weekly basis. All right, got to keep those fees in mind as well with those updates, right? This is Market Minute. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.